Chapter Forty Three of the Wild Huntress. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recorded by Sylvia M. B. in Washington State. The Wild Huntress by Thomas Maine Reed. Chapter Forty Three. Tracking the Trundle. Yes, I had seen that foot before, or one so very like it that the resemblance was cheating me. This could hardly be with the exception of its fellow the foot of which i was thinking could have no counterpart on the prairies it must be the same at first my recollections of it were but vague i remembered the foot associated with some ludicrous incidents but what they were or when and where they had occurred i could not say certainly i had seen it somewhere but where no matter the foot recalled no unpleasant associations i felt satisfied it was a friendly one and was now more anxious than ever of overtaking its sesquipedalian owner after proceeding a short distance the shoe tracks again became too indistinct to be followed farther by quartering however we came upon them once more at a place where the impressions were deep and clearly defined once more the immense foot rose upon the retina of my memory this time more vividly this time enabling me to place it for i now remembered many an odd incident that had secured it a corner on the page of my recollections sticking through a stirrup with an enormous mexican spur on its heel its owner mounted on a horse thin and raw-boned as himself i remembered the foot as well as the limbs and body to which it was attached beyond a doubt the tall fugitive we were following was an old fellow campaigner a veteran of the rifle rangers the figure as seen through the telescope confirmed me in the belief the long limbs arms and neck the thin angular body all were characteristics of the bodily architecture of jephthah bigelow i no longer doubted that the taller of the two men was my old follower jeff bigelow or sure shot as his ranger comrades had christened him and appropriate was the designation for a surer shot than jeff never looked through the hindsights of a rifle who the little man might turn out to be i could not guess though i was not without some recollections of a figure resembling his i remembered a certain patrick who was also a membered corpse and whose build bore a close resemblance to that of him seen between the trams of the barrow my conjecture as to who the men were increased my desire to overtake them if the tall man should turn out to be sure shot a rifle would be added to our strength worth a dozen ordinary guns and considering the risk we were running in danger of losing our scalps every hour in the day it was of no small importance that we should join company with the deserters we made every exertion therefore to come up with them my comrade employing all the lore of the backwoods in his effort to recover their traces the new footmarks we had discovered though lost the instant after had served one good purpose they indicated the general direction which the two men had followed and this was an important point to be ascertained we found another index in the trees these in most places stood thickly together and it was only here and there an object of such breadth as a wheelbarrow could pass conveniently between their trunks carried upon the shoulders it would be an awkward load with which to squeeze through any tight place and it was reasonable to conclude that only the more open aisles of the forest would be followed this enabled us to make pretty sure of the route taken and after trusting to such guidance for several hundred yards we had the satisfaction to light once more upon the shoe tracks again only a short distance were we able to follow them but they confirmed our belief that we were still on the right trail my comrade had suggested that the man who carried the barrow would soon tire a tote in it and this proved to be the case on striking into an old buffalo path our eyes were once more gladdened by the sight of the wheel track plainly imprinted in the mud our prospecting was for the time at an end the barrow track continued along the buffalo path and we were able to follow it 
almost as fast as our legs could carry us even after it had grown too dark for us to see the track of the wheel we were not disconcerted we could follow it by the feel stooping only at intervals to make sure that it was still among our feet in this way we had travelled to the full distance of a mile from the place where our horses had been left when all at once the barrel track gave out the buffalo path continued on but no barrel had passed over it unless carried as before this was improbable however and we were forced to the conclusion that the two men had turned off by some side path we had not observed while looking for this a sound reached our ears that resembled the murmur of a distant waterfall but listening more attentively we could distinguish it in a different intonation we at once moved in the direction whence the noise came and before we had advanced a hundred yards through the thickly standing trees we were aware that what we heard was the sound of human voices another hundred yards brought us within hearing of words at the same time that a luminous reflection cast upwards among the trees indicated that there was a fire at no great distance off the underwood hindered us from seeing the fire but guided by its gleam we continued to advance after making another long reach through the leafy cover we got the fire well under our eyes as well as those who had kindled it we had no conjecture as to whether we had been following the true track or whether it was the two runaway travellers we had treed the point was determined by an object seen standing close to the fire in the full glare of its ruddy light need i say it was the wheelbarrow End of chapter forty three